Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. Hey friends, definitely, we definitely want God to help you. With whatever is going on in your life, whatever challenges you are facing right now. And so I'm just going to start by blessing you. I want, I want God to help you, so I'm going to bless you. And, and let's see breakthrough happen in your lives, right? Amen. I bless you now in the name of Jesus. That you would know Jesus more wonderfully today. I bless you to receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit today. I bless you to receive whatever guidance from God you need, whatever help from God you need today. I bless you to have the resilience and perseverance to flourish and prevail over whatever challenges you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope and joy and love and peace, whatever's going on. I bless you with this in the name of Jesus. May it be. Amen. All right, welcome to the end, end, end of our creation series right now. Last week, we nearly wrapped up our creation series. We we finished the first six days of creation, and some of you were like, hallelujah, and some of you were like, no, bring more. Um, I don't wherever we're at, this is, we are now done with that era <laughs> of the series. And today, as is appropriate, we're going to spend our day looking at the seventh day, the, the day of rest. Now, my hope for today, it's very simple, very straightforward. My hope for today is to remind you of how glorious the Sabbath is, so much so that you completely rethink your life and start incorporating this into, because you want to, because you believe in it, and because you're excited about it. Is that, a, is that fair? Just put my cards on the table. Welcome to Rethink Your Life Sunday. Whoop, whoop. All right. So that's where we're going today. So where do we start? Well, since we're in a creation series, we're going to start at the very beginning. We're going to go back to the beginning of Genesis, and we're going to read about day seven and what what God says there. So I'm going to pick up here in Genesis chapter two, starting in verse one. The words are on the screen. So the heavens and the earth and everything in them were completed. On the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. Did I read that right? On the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. (laughs) Thought I made a mistake, but nope. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. For on it, he rested from all his work of creation. There's two big questions But before we get to the two big questions about the Sabbath, I want to just make five very simple, simple, straightforward observations just from those words right there. First word, rest. God rested. When when we're going to start looking at 
at the concept of Sabbath, at the very heart of it is rest. It is a day to stop. It says God stopped from his work of creating and he rested on that day. When Moses starts laying out Sabbath laws, and we're not going to read them all, although fun it would be, at the heart of it all is this central directive to not do any normal work. Not do any normal work. To stop. To rest. Piece number one when it comes to the Sabbath. Observation number two, blessed. The day is blessed. There are six amazing days, but only one with a special weekly blessing since the beginning, where God declared a blessing on that seventh day, not just a day, but the seventh day only. And when God blesses something, it is blessed. And as you partner into God's purposes for the seventh day, you get to participate in whatever blessing God has proclaimed over that day. We get to do that by stopping and resting. All right, that's, that's, um, it's a blessed day. Third observation, it is declared holy, different. Um, holy can mean pure, like purest pure, or it can mean set apart. This, this day is different. It's set apart to God. It is a God day, not just a good day, not just a blessed day. It's, it's a God day. Some people get confused because it's a day of rest and it sounds really good to them, and so they think it's a me day. No, it's not a me day. It's a God day. It's a day for God. It, that's the purpose of the day. It's a holy day. Three. Fourth observation, right from the beginning. It's the first day of people's life, first full day. Remember, humanity was created on the sixth day, male and female, and then there was evening, and then there was morning on the sixth day, and then the next day, their very first day, is rest. It's Sabbath. It's a stop day. It's not that they just, they just dive into their week and, and they go for it until they get to their seventh day. No. Their first day is God's seventh day. And so it's, they get to start from a place of rest. People didn't hit life running until they were exhausted and then rest. They started rest. They started stopping. Does that work? Yeah, okay. And then they stepped into their week from there. I love that. I know that the best Brian Ingraham... The best Brian Ingraham, I mean, if, since we're shooting for the stars here, he's calm. Or as everybody else would say, calm, calm, calm. I thought there was an L in that word. He's calm, he's calm. The best Brian Ingraham is rested. The best Brian Ingraham is full of peace, like on the inside. The best Brian Ingraham is full of hope and faith and expectancy and joy. The best Brian Ingraham is connected with God and feels close to God and feels, feels like he, he's walking in step in obedience, wholeheartedly walking with God, that, he, that he's on track, he's reassessed, and, he, and, he, and he's online, and he's feeling connected with God. The worst Brian Ingraham, I'm sure you've got lots of ideas, but the worst Brian Ingraham is stressed. The worst Brian Ingraham is exhausted. He's frazzled, he's frayed, he's frustrated, 
He feels like he's going to fail because everything is like falling apart and the pressures are too great and he's feeling pressed down by life and and all its intensities. And the worst Brian Ingram is exhausted, not rested. The worst Brian Ingram is worn out. The best thing for me is to begin my week rested and reconnected with God. That's where I am going to be at my best, where I've returned to peace and joy and where I've returned to hope, where maybe I've handed, I, I've handed the wounds that I've picked up from this week to God, my frustrations, my stresses, my fears, my worries, my anxieties, my disappointments, where I've handed them to God intentionally and then I've picked up, oh, I am, I'm here with Jesus, I'm ready to move forward with, with God today. Stepping into the week's challenge with a heart full of faith. In the beginning, people started from rest and then they stepped into their week. That's number four. Fifthly, the fifth simple observation, it's the seventh day. It's the seventh day, and I realize this is the most simple of observations, but I'm going to make it anyways. Friends, what is the day that God blessed and declared holy? The seventh day. uh, It's on the screen. The, the seventh day. It's not just any day. Not just any day. Now, this is where our modern, non-legalistic, New Testament, you know, super fluid, flexible uh, theology can kind of get us into a bit of a bind because rightly so, we're not under law. We're not under legalism. We're not under any of that, any of that rigidity like that. We are under grace, and yet we can also, under, the, under that kind of free-flowing New Testament goodness, which I love, miss something that's quite simple. Not every day is blessed. There is one day that God blessed, the seventh day, and he blessed it for the purpose of, of rest. From the beginning of time, he declares it. We would call this Saturday. Technically, it would be from 6 p.m. Friday night to 6 p.m. Saturday night. Why would it be on, from that time to that time? Because in the Bible, in the first chapter you're reading, there was evening and then there was morning, day one. There was evening. The, the, the day started with evening and then it went to morning. As, I love it. It goes from darkness to light. It goes from darkness to light, darkness to light. Our day goes from darkness to darkness. How discouraging. <laughs> Their day goes from darkness to light. What a message of, of hope. What a declaration uh, of anticipation of, good, of goodness to come. Anyway, so anyways, they, they had their Sabbath going from Friday uh, evening to, it, we'll call it Saturday just for simplicity's sake, but from 6 p.m. Friday night to 6 p.m. Uh, Saturday. That's, that's creation week. I love that. I love that. But again, God blessed the seventh day only, specially maybe. He especially blessed it. He declared it holy. He declared it set apart for him. In our generation, we might be like, hey, you know, I kind of work during that time. I mean, I don't, I don't know, maybe. I work during that time, or that's where I go out and, and have fun with my friends. So I'm going to choose a different day. And that will be my Sabbath, that will be my God day, that will be a day that I, something that works better for me. Cool. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. I'm totally fine with that. That is not nothing. I'm not taking a single shot of that. I love that. You look at your Bible, you, you, you look at it and you prioritize a God day. 
and you, and you say, yes, God, is, God, God wants me to give him a day, a day of rest, and you do that, whatever day you choose, it's going to be significant for you. It's going to be good. It's going to be, it's going to be whatever day you choose. But I just want to say that it's not exactly the same as when you put your Sabbath on God's Sabbath. It's going to have a great effect, but when you put your day of rest on the day that God actually blessed, especially blessed, there's a convergence there that you just don't get at any old time. There's a special convergence there because God placed an ancient blessing on that day for rest. So when you combine what you're doing with God's blessing, it's powerful. It's good. It's all good. How many times over the years do you think people have come up to me and said, Brian, uh, how do you do your Sabbath? I mean, you work all day on Sunday. I smile. I say, I I don't find it to be a problem. Uh, Why not? I just avoid the question. But friends, okay. I'm really not trying to be a pest in this series. (laughs) Some of you think that I'm just out to wind everybody up. No. I'm not doing this. It just comes naturally. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say this. I'm just going to say this. Again, not to wind up anybody, but I'm just going to say it. Sunday is not the Sabbath. Ooh. Now, it might be your Sabbath, and it might be the Sabbath of your church tradition, it's not, it's fine, but it's not the Bible-declared Sabbath that God spoke a blessing over. It's not that, it's not that Sabbath. At no point, oh man, in all of the Bible, does God declare Sunday the new Sabbath? Does he shift the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday? Now, in the New Testament, the Sunday, Sunday is a big deal. It's Resurrection Sunday. It gets, a, it gets in a glorious title. It's the Lord's Day. The first day of the week, the Lord's Day. Great things happen on the Sabbath. Uh, sorry, on the Lord's Day and the Sabbath all the way through. The Lord's Day is men- uh, and the first day of the week is mentioned eight different times in the New Testament versus 84 times for the Sabbath. But they are always distinct all the way through. Uh, Matthew through Revelation, they never blur. They are different days. They are good days, days to worship, days to praise. You can see in in the New Testament, they're meeting together in the temple courts on the Lord's day. And they're they're, they're also every day of the week, but but that's part of it. But but they're never blurred together. They're never shifted, but they're both special. Uh, How do we get to this idea of Sunday being the Sabbath? Well, the basic history of it is um, the early church, all Jewish people. And so they would celebrate their Sabbath, and then they would gather on Sunday to, to celebrate the Lord's Day. They would celebrate both. I've been told that that's how we got our two-day we, uh, two weekend instead of just one day, uh, six days of work, and then one day off. Apparently, it's from, from this era. But all through the era of the apostles, you have this dual celebration days, the Sabbath and the Lord's Day, the Sabbath and the Lord's Day. Shortly after the era of the, the Sabbath, um, a severe racism sneaks into the, no, doesn't, invades the church connected towards anti-Jewishness from, from every other national background. 
be them European or Middle East or, or Far East or African, like everybody raged against uh, Jewishness, and they started to stomp out every flavor of Jewishness. So they would say, okay, Jewish people fast on these days. We will not. We will fast on these days instead. Jewish people worship on Saturday. We will not. <laughs> we will worship on Sunday instead. And that grew and grew until it became law. 363 AD, the Council of Laodicea declared worship of God on the Sabbath illegal and declared the Lord's Day, the only day people were allowed to worship God. And they called it the day of rest now. So the Sabbath was outlawed and the Lord's Day began. And so since then, uh, people have started to call the Lord's Day, the worship day, the, 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 the Sabbath day. And, and, you know, I'm sure that was your upbringing. It was for me. And, and to us, the Sabbath was Sunday. Is. We, we, still, we often call it that uh, to this day. And, and I don't think that it's nothing to have been raised in a nation which has such a deep and strong and glorious Sunday Sabbath-keeping tradition. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's special. But just looking at the Bible, there's only one day that God himself picked and blessed for the day of rest, this, called the Sabbath, one day that he declared holy. Now, I do believe I do believe that it's good in, uh, to honor God by keeping this Sabbath concept, whatever, but I do believe that there's extra convergence by doing your Sabbath on God's Sabbath, getting that together. Um, think of um, Eric Little, right? Scottish, Scottish, Olympian, champion, and, you know, and, and, and the, the story that you read in his biography or the movie Chariots of Fire and how he, his best race is the 100 meters, but, it, but the finals is going to be on Sunday, which he would call the, the Sabbath. And so to honor God, he refused to run on Sunday on the Sabbath. And instead he ran uh, the 400 meters, not his favorite race, not favored to win the race. Somebody hands him a piece of paper that I think said something like, those who honor me, I will honor. And he goes out and he receives the gold medal for the, the 400 meter, meters. Now, I, I share this because I genuinely believe that God immensely honored Eric for, for honoring the Sabbath, for, for honoring that Sunday, and, 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 him, and him declaring not to run. I do believe that if you set your life out to honor a day that you've set apart to God, that if you set out to honor God with that, that he will bless you whatever day it is, Tuesday, Sunday, whatever day, if you, if you set out to God, honor God, I believe he will honor you. But what I want you to consider is, God didn't move the blessed day to Sunday. It's not in the Bible. Maybe consider shifting your Sabbath practice to God's blessed day, the one that he blessed from the beginning of time. Just thought. Okay, those are just some basic observations, basic thoughts before we dive in today. <laughs> today, there's so much in the Bible about Sabbath. There's so much. Uh, we could talk about basic directions in the Bible about Sabbath. We could talk about how to Sabbath. We could talk about um, how on that day we're not supposed to do any work. We could talk about how on that day we're not supposed to do any food prep. 
also work. Right? Food prep, you know, we're not supposed to do, do all that. It's not a day to go out and adventure or go shopping. Again, I'm not trying to wind anybody up. It's a day to be home or nearby. It's not a day to, to go out there. Uh, we could talk about that, but I only really have time to address two of the main questions when it comes to Sabbath in our generation. The first question that we need to talk about and we need to address is, do I have to? The legalism question. Do I, as somebody who wants to follow God, do I need to keep the Sabbath? Do I need to keep it and guard it with all the, the rules and regulations around it? And maybe somebody will be like, am I sinning if I don't keep the Sabbath? Or am I offending God or whatever? Is it required? Okay, so this is a, actually a surprisingly tricky question. It's a, and so biblically speaking, I'm going to just be very careful with it. I'll tell you where I land and why. Some of you are like, Brian, why are you not just being so dogmatic right now? Isn't that your thing? No, that's not my thing. That's not my thing. But here, it's tricky. It's tricky. So I'm just being honest with you. Why is it tricky? Well, it's one of the Ten Commandments. In fact, when you're reading the Ten Commandments, you read this. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You are to labor six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work, you, your son, or your da or daughter, your male, your male or female servant, your livestock. Okay, this is a big deal. Your livestock can't work. Or the resident alien who is within your city gates. For the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything in them in six days. Then he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. So it's one of the Ten Commandments and it's connected to creation. Before, before Abraham, before Moses, uh, long before that, you, you've got this reason, this, this connection about the Sabbath. When you get to the New Testament, there's a huge debate going on in the New Testament, which you can maybe see as you kind of read between the lines, but it's, it's, it's massive in Jesus' day. The question is, what is the second greatest commandment? Everybody knew the first greatest commandment was to love God. But the question is, what's the second greatest commandment? So you see Jesus asked this, what is the, what is the greatest commandment? What they really want to know is, what's the second commandment? Because it was between two things. A bunch of people thought that it was the second greatest commandment is to love people. But then another group of people, a lot of them, thought the second greatest commandment was to keep the Sabbath. That that was the second most important of all the commands. And why would they think that? Well, because in Jeremiah, in Ezekiel, in 2 Chronicles, one of the great reasons given for why God brought the people, destroyed them, and brought them out of the land and brought them to captivity in Babylon was because of the Sabbath violation, because of breaking the Sabbath. It's, it's named as, as a massive reason for that, uh, not keeping the, the Sabbath. And so then the New Testament people were like, well, never again do we want to have God so upset at us. And so keeping the Sabbath has got to be one of the most important of all the, the commands. It's even one of the top 10 commandments, loving people isn't one of the top 10 commandments, one of the top, oh, one of the 10 commandments. Anyway, so it's a big deal. Sabbath is a big deal to God, 
And I, I think you'll find people in our generation will make very strong and excellent cases for why we need to keep the Sabbath. Okay? Um, you know, maybe they might say, well, murdering is still not something that's we're supposed to do or having other gods besides God. But this is where I land on this. Uh, and I get this from Colossians. It's the only directive in the New Testament for people, for God's people connected to the Sabbath. Verse 16, therefore, don't let anyone judge you in regard to food and drink or in the matter of a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of what was to come. The substance is Christ. That's the only command that we're given as New Testament believers connected to the, to the Sabbath. And what is it? Don't judge or let people be judged. So whatever your thoughts are and whatever you think ought to be practiced on the Sabbath, the only thing I know for certain is don't judge others based on what they're doing or let other people judge you for what you're doing. That's, that's the directive there. And so some will say, yes, we must do a lot of things, or some may say, let's be free flow, and, but do something, and some will be like, no, let's not do anything. Okay, whatever. Uh, you do what's on your heart to do, and we just won't, we won't judge anybody. Okay, I do not believe that it is a, a law requirement, and yet I think it's one of the greatest gifts that God has given you the opportunity to enjoy and it's also the antidote of some of the biggest issues that we're facing in our generation. Second question, why should I prioritize the Sabbath? Why should I do this? Mark. Mark chapter 2. There's a, there's a story there, and, and we read Jesus here. Uh, on the Sabbath, Mark 2.23... On the Sabbath, he, Jesus, was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to make their way, picking some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? He, Jesus, said to them, have you never read what David and those who were with him did when he was in, in need and hungry? How he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar, the high priest, and ate the bread of the presence? which is not lawful for anyone to eat except the priests, and also gave some to his companions. Then he told them, and this is where I'm going, then he told them the Sabbath, this is from God himself, by the way, Jesus, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for you. That's why. The Sabbath, the Sabbath was designed as a gift for you. It was blessed for you. The Sabbath was blessed for, for you and for your life. I believe that the Sabbath is a glorious, wonderful faith test and opportunity for you. But it is a faith test. God has blessed the day He's given it to humanity. Very few ever take him up on it. Even God's people all throughout the Old Testament, they basically neglected it even though it was a command and it was in the Ten Commandments. They, they basically ignored it. Very few have ever taken up God on, on this idea of keeping the Sabbath and keeping it holy. But for those who do, 
and who have, I believe, the blessing for them is real. I see students in this church every exam season wrestling with this. And I see students say, you know what? I am going to not study on the Sabbath. I'm not going to say, I'm going to honor God, and even though I feel the strain of the, the, the exams coming, I'm going to trust God. And I just hope that they're working on the other six days. <laughs> Every day is a Sabbath. No. <laughs> no, no. No. No, no. If they're working the other six days, you know, that sort of a thing. But, but I love that. People were like, I'm going to test God in this. And I'm going to trust God in this. I see other businesses out there, like Chick-fil-A. E- even Peter Vardy and, and, his, and his car dealerships choosing to be closed on Sunday in faith. In faith, trusting that it will come with great blessing, and it seems to. I see people intentionally not checking their emails and responding to their emails at home on their Sabbath. That they're, they're, they're feeling the pressure to, to do something work-oriented, and they're just saying no. In faith, no. In faith, I'm not going to do that. And it comes with a blessing. For me, I Sabbath in faith, and it is a faith test. And if you set out to, to test God on this, if you set out to try and Sabbath, these are the, cha- these are the challenges, the questions that are going to challenge you every week. You're, the, the, the questions are going to be, can I really trust Jesus with the things I didn't get done this week? Or should I do them now? Can I really trust Jesus with the stress and the pressure that I'm crumbling under? Or should I make progress so I feel less stressed? Is that the antidote? Can I really trust Jesus with the things that I feel are so important and urgent right now in my life today? Can I trust Jesus? Or do I keep going? Can I trust Jesus and let it all go for 24 hours? In faith, trusting all of this to Jesus. Family, I believe this is how life works best. This is how it works best. If I stop and spend a day of rest or a day with my family, big picture, I believe God will bless me beyond what I'm not accomplishing on that particular day. I believe the Sabbath was made for me, for all of us, so that I can enjoy best the life that God has me in, where I can remember, where I can remember to lay down the stresses, where I can lay down the, the, the stresses and pick up the trusting where I can uh, find myself not consumed with, with the pressures of life and instead remembering the treasures of life. I believe that this day is a, a day to refocus on God and His goodness, setting down our frustrations, setting down our stresses, st- setting down our anxieties, setting down the lies and the pressure. It's a gift day. It's a gift day to stop and to take a breath and to lift our eyes off the, our circumstances and to say, Jesus, I trust you. I trust you, and so I will stop. I trust your blessing on this day, and so I will, I will stop. I will stop. You understand that God, with the Sabbath, is inviting you into a life where you don't run yourself into the ground over and over again. I mean, you don't have to take him up on it. 
But he's offering you on the Sabbath a rhythm, a weekly rhythm, a life where you're not continually driving yourself into the ground until you feel done like that ever happens. Sabbath is a faith gift. It was made for you because God loves you. He loves you and he doesn't want you to live overwhelmed all the time. He doesn't want you to live exhausted all the time. He doesn't want you to feel um, stressed all the time. And, And so he gives you the opportunity to Sabbath with a blessing. Your enemy wants to steal this from you. Your enemy wants to steal this gift from you and he's going to lie to you and he's going to convince you that there's nothing more important than to keep going. You don't have time to stop. Not this week, maybe next week, but definitely not this week. Your enemy is going to try and convince you not to stop. He's going to try and convince you to stay stressed, that the most important thing in your life is your stress, not your savior. He's going to try and convince you to stay exhausted to keep driving and pushing forward, to not trust God with the blessing of, of his holy day. The enemy wants to wreck you. And some of you have been wrecked. And you're exhausted. You're completely depleted and, and empty. But God offers you a path to living with peace and blessing and renewed renewal every week. If I had more time, I would talk about the practice of Sabbath. I would talk about God time, Jesus time, soul time, your, your, your time with God. But also I would talk about marriage time, part of the Sabbath. I would talk about family time, you know, kids, grandkids, parents, grandparents, wherever, wherever that's at in, in, your, in your life. The Sabbath was designed for families, not just for individuals. It was designed for families. It's a day of rest and a day of feasting. A day of celebrating the provision of God and celebrating His goodness. A good Sabbath has introvert time and extrovert time. A good Sabbath has both. The introverts are like, it's Sabbath. Leave me alone for a whole day. Extroverts are like, it's Sabbath. This sounds awful. People, people, come around. Let's, let's have a Wait, The Sabbath is supposed to have both because you actually are going to be best with both. And, and yeah, they, for the introverts, they're going to love the, the introvert time and then they're going to be like, oh, but then there's all these people here. And then the extrovert is going to be like, okay, the introvert time is killing me. And yet God knows it's, it's what you both need. Anyways, well, we don't have time to talk about that. But also when it comes to Sabbath, I want to remind you that we Sabbath as a reminder of heaven. Of of heaven. The only way to get to heaven is by dedicating your life to believe in Jesus and to follow him his way. And one of the great rewards that you get when you give your life to Jesus is forgiveness of everything and the promise of eternity with God in rest, that you can enter his rest, where all the evils have done to, uh, that have been done to you are washed away, made right, and you get to spend eternity with God. The Sabbath reminds us of this eternity with God, where there's no more stress ever, where there's no more exams ever, where there's no more deadlines ever, and 
for the love of all of creation, God has blessed you with a future without emails. No more depression, no more discouragement, no more failure, no more crying, no more pain, no more evil. It's a better day than any day you've ever had, and it goes on forever. So as we stop in faith, connected, connected to the stresses of this week, we stop in faith, we also remember in faith that great future day when all will be made right and Jesus will make all things new. Here's the challenge for us today. Uh, so the challenge is to commit to an intentional Sabbath each week for the next two weeks. I mean, guys, I, I, I put like the next four weeks and I'm like, no, nah, they're not going to do that. Four weeks, that's too hard. Three weeks. Mm, come on, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Give it a go. Ideally from 6 p.m. Friday to 6 p.m. Saturday. If not, pick your 24 hours. Here's two examples of what Sabbath might look like. If you are in a family-type context here in this country, um, one-third of your time, you and Jesus. Alone time. Maybe reading, praying, prayer walking, rest, count. Nap. You can take a nap. One-third of your time, if you're married, with your spouse. And that means connecting and listening and talking depending on your challenge, connecting or talking. One-third of your time then with your kids, with your focus with your kids or your parents or your grandkids or your grandparents, a family time, probably food, feasting, maybe board games, who knows, something like that. Family example, away from family, if you're away from your family, a half day for you and Jesus and a half day with uh, friends and food. Something like that. This just kind of an example. Okay, did it work? Have I got you to re rethink your whole life and, and, and give this a go? I, I hope so. If you've struggled in your life with peace and burnout and exhaustion, maybe, maybe this is part of it. Maybe, maybe this is the missing piece. I don't know. God, I do, I, I thank you. I thank you for the gift of, and the invitation of stopping. Even when we're feeling pressured. I thank you for the invitation and the promise to bless. The, the blessing that carries over on, on this day. Jesus, fill us with faith to trust you. And God, may your word be true in all of our lives. As every person who hears this message, now or in the future, sets out to attempt this. That, that God, you're, that you will shine and that they will quickly see and be confirmed by the blessing that comes with it. We love you. We look to you. In Jesus' name, amen.